We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is February 2nd, 2023. Jonathan Osborne here. I am back. As always, with my co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, what is going on, brother? You are back. We um we almost didn't know what to do without you, but thankfully we we fiddled around a little bit and we were able to get an episode out, so that was good. I was just thankful. Um, so yeah, we uh, we had a good time. Old Kevin, Kevy, and I got to put out something together. It was it was cool. Probably won't happen again, uh, except maybe for many years down the road. I don't know. But I, it's uh, it was a good time, man. We had a lot of fun, and uh, now we get to talk about you know a win and a loss this episode. So that's good. Yeah, I don't like missing shows. Obviously, like I, you know, I haven't made a habit of that over the years. But it just could not be helped with the move. Like I know you guys talked about. It. I literally did not have internet until Monday, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just asking for you know grace and understanding from our our listeners this episode. <laughs> I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to say things that are wrong. I'm going to forget things. I am so tired from like the very ends of the hairs that I still have left on my head all the way down to my little tippy toes from moving. My back has been shot since Saturday night before we actually even actually started the move. And it is just killing me. Every part of me just wants to do nothing but sleep. I really wish that like this game was the the game that we're going to talk about from tonight was like Thursday because these nights where we have a game and then we record right after always super late. Like we're not starting this recording. It's basically like 1030 right now. So y'all just bear with me. Shout out to Luke. Shout out to producer Kevin for pulling through and, uh, you know, getting an episode out regardless. But yeah, we've got a win. We've got a loss to talk about. We'll get into all of that uh, before we do. Um, you asked, and we delivered. So at the the last watch party that we had um, back in January, where was that? At the Port Soto, uh, you know, there were rumblings that that might be our last watch party of the year, and people were like, "Man, these have been a blast! You guys have to do more of these." So we are excited to uh, remind you 
that there is another one coming up on Friday when the Magic take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So as you're listening to this, it's going to be tomorrow, Friday, February 3rd at Saddle Up in Orlando, 100 North Orange Avenue. That's going to start at 730. I'm still getting settled at the house. Luke's got stuff going on. We won't be able to be there, but our boy Ben Gifford will be there. He is our event coordinator, uh, but Ben is a diehard Magic fan. He's going to bring the energy. I've already talked to him. Uh, he's going to be leading the chance, you know, like I normally would do at these. So um, Luke and I won't be there, but please. Anyway. I mean, he's cooler than you. I don't know about me. I okay. like to think of myself as a as a pretty cool guy. Mm. Um, yeah, those are usually Ben will be the there. Cool so ones, but yeah. whatever, whatever you say, kid. <laughs> Ben will be there uh, bringing the energy. Do not let our absence deter you from from coming to this. Come to the next one. We'll talk about the next one in just a moment here. Can meet us, say what's up to us, all that stuff. But just to be in this atmosphere around a ton of other Magic fans is not something that you want to miss. I promise you, do not let us not being there stop you from going. It's still going to be a fantastic time. It's a very winnable game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, who are in a, a close one right now with the Golden State Warriors, if I'm not mistaken. So again, that's going to be Friday, February 3rd at 7.30 at Saddle Up in Orlando, 100 North Orange Avenue. And then our next one is coming up on March 3rd at 6.30. That's going to be at Burton's 801 East Washington Street. So mark your calendar, February 3rd, March 3rd. Come on out to those. It's going to be a great time. Hope that you guys will come out and uh, you know support the magic and enjoy some you know libations with other magic fans always 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 a good time let's get into the state of the magic so far this week the magic are one and one on the week bringing them to a record of 20 and 32 they have the fifth worst record in the league they are 13th in the eastern conference but four games back of indiana for the final playing spot so it just seems like you know you you keep going back and forth between like you know six games and three games of this final playing spot uh, you just got to hang on. You, you just got to keep winning games, just stringing together as many wins as you possibly can. And then going into the last couple of weeks of, of March and into April, you've got a shot and then anything can happen. So this team just needs to stay the course, needs to keep fighting. Um, I've been really encouraged by the way that the team has been playing, you know, the last you know month plus. Uh, so hopefully they'll be able to, to keep this up as guys continue to get reintegrated into the lineup. Jonathan Isaac is still kind of working his way back. Chuma OKK, we're hoping we'll be back soon. Um, just going to make this team better. So they still feel like they're trying to figure out how to play. They won on Monday night. They had a winnable game tonight. They weren't able to pull it out. But don't give up on this Magic team. I know this is the part of the season where it's like, man, we're you know 52 games in. You got 30 games to go. This is a point where people might start to kind of check out, especially in, in earlier years where the team isn't performing all that great. But this team is right there. Four games back of Indiana. Indiana has been struggling. Obviously, the Chicago Bulls, they've been struggling basically all season long. You've got the Atlanta Hawks, the Washington Wizards up there, the Toronto Raptors. Like None of these teams have been playing like great basketball all year long. Like The Wizards have been hot as of late. But they went on a crazy long losing streak a few weeks back. So um, the Magic are right there. Don't give up on this team. Uh, they're, they're still right there, and I really believe that they can make a run. Uh, this uh, season, Luke, the Magic have an offensive rating of 111.3, which ranks 25th in the league. They have a defensive rating of 114.5, which ranks 22nd in the league. Their overall net rating is negative 3.2, which is 26th in the league. 
Uh, on the injury front, again, Chuma Okeke still working his way back from the knee soreness that he was dealing with and the knee procedure that he had a couple months back. Uh, Jonathan Isaac, who's been back in the lineup, um, even though it wasn't a back-to-back, he missed tonight's game against Philly, Wednesday's uh, game against Philly. The only thing that I can think of, unless he's had some kind of pain or they they just call it uh, injury rehab, like management. So it must be like a it's his third game in, in five nights kind of thing, and they don't think he's ready to do that, even though he's only been playing you know eight or nine minutes a game. I would expect him, Luke, to come up off of that at some point. But if that is the plan for the rest of the season, like you start looking at the schedule and like most of our games are at least the third game in five nights. If they're going to continue this trend for the foreseeable future, Jonathan Isaac will be missing like one game a week. Yeah, um, it is what it is, dude. I listen, I don't I don't think that Jonathan Isaac will get ramped up at this point to enough minutes to like. I don't help lead this team to the to the play in by any means. I think that we'll just see him continue to do these things where he it stinks, right? Because it's like you want him to continue to get reps so he can get over that ten minute restriction. But if he's not playing whatever his third game in five nights, then it's hard for him to continue to get his conditioning up on the court and game. We know we've heard him talk about it. There's nothing like playing in a game when it comes to conditioning. So it'll just kind of slow the process even more. But I mean, at this point, and we've talked about it, you you just have to be happy that he's even a possibility to play in a lot of these games at this point after how long it's been. Yeah, they've got to, I think, at least give him a chance to get there. You know, mm-hmm. like eight, nine minutes, like depending upon how he's feeling. I know, you know, they're adding like travel to that. I'm confident if you asked him, he wants to play these games. He wants to play as much as possible. So at some point, like you, you got to give him the chance to to prove that he can play, you know, ten or fifteen minutes a game. At some point, I'm hoping that is sooner rather than later. Obviously, the Magic have uh, uh, what are what are we looking at here? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games, I think, before the All Star break, and then the Magic, yeah, their last game is going to be um, on Valentine's Day. And then basically you've got about uh, nine days off, you know, before, you know, that that game at Detroit and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, seven. So we'll come back and have 23 games after the All-Star break to really put a big run together. If you were following the team last year, paying attention, um, that was really when the Magic's defense picked up and they were one of the top 10 defensive teams after the All-Star break last year. Um, if that is the case, then as you're are going to have a really good chance at the play-in. So I'm hoping to see a similar trend this year. Um, but man, he comes back from the all-star break, start ramping up those minutes. I think, I hope, um, I think Luke and I both agree that at this point, you can't really say for sure what's going to happen with Jonathan Isaac. You just have to enjoy it and be as patient as possible. We don't really have any other choice. Uh, a little bit of NBA news that might be relevant to Magic fans. The All-Star Reserves are going to be announced at 7 o'clock on Thursday on uh, TNT. So we're hoping that Franz Wagner and or Paolo Bancaro may be voted as an All-Star Reserve. It seems like every year, even though guys are voted as All-Stars or All-Star Reserves, whatever the case may be, um, at some point, you know, a couple of these guys, you know, one or two, maybe even three of these guys, won't end up playing in the all-star game due to injury. 
and then there will be like backup reserves you know that are voted into the game and i think that is probably where franz or, or paolo would have the best shot is if there are a couple of guys that for whatever reason just can't make it you know to play in the all-star game um i think franz is probably the the more likely candidate i just think he's um i think when you're talking about the magic and you're drawing up a scouting report he's the very first guy that you talk about just uh especially the last few months has been the the leading score the last few months more efficient um just can hurt you in a, a number of ways franz wagner so um yeah it would be awesome to see one of these guys i'm not expecting it luke but again if a couple of guys all of a sudden they can't make it i think franz has a real chance yeah yeah for sure man we'll we'll see i like you said we'll we'll tune in We'll see what happens, and much like you, I'm, I'm not I'm not really expecting anything to happen, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if it does. I'm just actually, I'm curious for myself, I'm pulling this up here now, just because Franz has been um, just playing so well recently. Uh, let's look at his points. Per, yeah, Paolo is still there at 20.7 points per game. Franz just behind him at 19.9. Uh, those free throw attempts for Paolo, 7.8 free throw attempts per game is really what's keeping him there. Last 15 games or so for the Magic. Yeah, Paolo Bancaro still right there. It's those free throw attempts per game that are, are kind of booing him. Even though over the last 15 games, Franz is shooting 10 percentage points better uh, from the floor. So Paolo, we've talked about this all year long with Paolo. Um, and the free throw attempts, even if he's not playing relatively well, uh, still putting up scoring numbers. I want to give a quick shout to our patrons. If you're not familiar, we do have a, a Patreon channel, patreon.com slash the six man show. We're starting at $2 a month plus some other tiers. You can help financially support the show. Um, if you're in our Hall of Fame or elite tiers, you can also join our monthly Zoom hangouts where we just hang out with Magic fans and talk Magic basketball with our patrons. Um, our elite tier patrons also get up to 35% off uh, Magic home game tickets. So if that interests you, if you're looking to save some money on Orlando Magic games, again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We do shout out our brand new patrons on every episode when we have them. Um, and this week it is Fuego Nando who joined at our Hall of Fame tier level. Fuego, thank you so much. It's Henry Ramirez who joined at our rookie tier and then Victor Colon, who joined at our all-star tier. So Fuego, Henry, Victor, thank you guys so much for joining the Patreon community. If you are in our all-star or Hall of Fame or elite tiers, uh, be sure to join uh, Discord and link your Discord uh, login to your Patreon account so you can join our Discord community. People are literally in there almost 24-7 from all around the globe talking about the Orlando Magic. So if you just want a group chat where you can talk about Orlando Magic basketball 24-7, you want to make sure that you join our Patreon um, at one of those levels and, and get the Discord benefits uh, because it's a lot of fun just to talk about the magic all day, every day. And then we shout out our Hall of Fame and Elite Tier patrons on every single episode, which I'm going to start first with the Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, Julio, Joseph Chubb, Bailey, Gabe Gaines, Bo Outlaw Fan, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Go to Fichot, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Mo Bamba, Yo Mama, It's Not okay, okay to Say Okiki, Pierre A, Migzors, Nostalgia, and M&M's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Eduardo Sanchez, Drum, Danimal, Dutto 15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty 93, Teddy Sylvia, Brian Leggins, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo, Bill Fulton, Edmund Lagone, Jose Esquilin, Destined for Greatness, Caleb Pete, Cannibalism, Time Mr. TV, Brandon Grace, 
Chad3045, Joe Rothfuss, ESPN Really Sucks, Gear95 Shred, Junior Bruce, Half Freakin, Fredo Nation, Shahin177, Bulby the Don, Him Low Band Himro, RMProf221, Ray Pastrana, Magic Kid714, Let's Bank Don't Tank, Soft Taco, Jesse, Barry M, Johnny B, and Fuego Nando. A big thank you to all of our patrons, our elite tier patrons, and our Hall of Fame tier patrons. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Sixers game one, Luke. Uh, Monday in Philadelphia. Magic were down by as much as 21 in this game. Made things really, really difficult on themselves. And then Mo Wagner, Paolo Bancaro led the way. Paolo Bancaro, 29 points, uh, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. Mo Wagner, 22 points, 6 of 11 from the floor, 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, led the Magic to a 119-109 to 109 come, be, come from behind victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, on the short list of games of the year for the Magic, I think, Luke, you talk about you know the, the win in Chicago over the Bulls, the Jalen Suggs game winner, um, the win over the Golden State Warriors in Orlando, or really both games over the Golden State Warriors, uh, this win over the Philadelphia 76ers, um, just some of the biggest wins of the year, Luke. And as frustrating as it was to see this team get down by so much, this team just fights and fights and fights and if they get close enough towards the end of these games, uh, lately they've been pulling these out and, and getting big wins. Yeah, I, and all the credit to the defense for the Magic. That is something that Kevin and I talked about, how frustrating it was in the you know game against Chicago and, and just the losses that the Magic have had as of late. Just felt like you know the defense on back-to-backs and things like that were not aren't have not been in a good spot. And so to see them they didn't come I was about to say to see them come out and play great defense against this Philly team. They weren't playing great defense early on. We know that like you said down as much as 21. But that second half Jonathan they they were able to put things together defensively. They were able to get out on the break. Uh I think in this one they had 28 fast break points. They forced uh 19 turnovers like they looked great in the second half only i think they held philly to 47 second half points a 95.9 defensive rating in that second half as well which is incredible and it's going to win you a lot of games i mean great anytime that you can hold an nba team under 110 total points that second half like i said i cannot say enough about what they did mo wagner was Joel Embiid's dad in this game. I he was so much fun to watch. And he and he has these games. He did it against the Bulls, right? He brings you back and makes the deficit a lot closer than it should have been there in the in the third and fourth quarter. Part of that unit that rides it out. Like Mo Wagner is just consistently stacking up games like this. And it is so impressive to see unfold. He I mean he was making Joel look silly in the post with just like his quirky post moves that he has and his way of just getting around defenders. It was a masterclass. So hats off to Mo Wagner. I love that guy. I know that he's, you know, kind of hit or miss as of late, but recently in the last couple of games, three games, he's been pretty good. And the magic just kind of continuing the trend of the last, you know, several weeks of, Low turnover games, you win the turnover battle 10 to 19. Um, you out rebound the Philadelphia 76ers. 
Uh, you shoot better from the three-point line. You know, you're getting to the free throw line more. You're making those at a higher clip. Um, talk about the defense as well. All just part of the recipe if the Magic are going to you know play well and win games. Um, you're going to have to do the small things. We talked about this all year. Rebounding the basketball, defending, um, taking care of the basketball. And it doesn't hurt, you know, when the Magic, you know, shoot close to 38% from the three-point line. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Now, as we shift and talk about tonight's game, just completely the opposite. The Magic, 6 of 39 from the three-point line. They shoot 15% from behind the arc, 37% uh, for the game for the Orlando Magic, uh, and 75% from the free-throw line. Magic out-rebound the 76ers tonight. Uh, win, the, win the turnover battle again, 14 to Philadelphia's 18 um, Magic were moving the ball well, getting good looks, just were not hitting shots tonight, like quite quite frankly. Like Jalen Suggs, his defense tonight on James Harden was nothing short of like exceptional, phenomenal, uh, elite tier, whatever you want to call it. Five steals on the night for Jalen Suggs. This is like people have these conversations all the time about Jalen Suggs and um like we got I got into it with somebody the other day, you know, on Twitter talking about Jalen Suggs. Like this is why I cannot quit Jalen Suggs because he has like an elite, elite, elite skill. Like I don't know if it's you know quite to the level of, of where Jonathan Isaac was, where we were talking about like defensive player of the year. Now Jonathan Isaac's, you know, the you know, physical attributes go a long way with that, you know, seven foot tall, crazy wingspan, crazy quick hands, all that kind of stuff. Um 
But just Jalen Suggs, like anticipation, just watching a guy like James Harden and and beating Harden to his spots and be able to kind of like disrupt his rhythm, even though James Harden isn't the guy that he was, you know, four or five years ago, seeing Jalen be able to, you know, bother him uh, to a certain extent. Now, James Harden still 26 points tonight, seven of 13 from the floor, uh, six of 10 from the three point line that like James Harden still has that incredible shot making ability. Uh, but Jalen, man, like gets to his spots, uh, makes the right reads, can make passes on the floor that a lot of guys just cannot make. Like some of these super um, like elite level skip passes that he's able to make. If he can just figure out how to put the ball in the basketball in in the how to put the basketball through the hoop, uh, the the sky is going to be the limit for for Jalen Suggs. But again, the Magic do really everything well tonight. Other than, I mean, in, in Jalen Suggs fashion, I guess, do everything well tonight other than put the ball in the basket. It was one of those weird performances, Luke, where it was a really sucky and frustrating loss, but not in a sense that the Magic like made me mad or frustrated at the way they played. It was just like super frustrating because they could not buy a basket. Yeah, and you, you, know, you look at it and you see that the Sixers only score 105 points. And as I said talking about that first matchup holding an NBA team under 110 points you're you have a great shot of winning that game uh and and so it was unfortunate you kind of compare back and forth in terms of just the team stats the one thing that sticks out to me because you do a lot of the similar similar things right like you you force what 19 turnovers tonight you force 19 the other night but and then as far as just looking at that like I mean you you do well and getting 19 points off turnovers it just happens that the Sixers force a few more turnovers you have 15 tonight as opposed to 10 um fast break points you only had 13 tonight you had 28 the other night just getting out pushing the ball um you didn't have a guy come alive like Paolo did in the third quarter the other night where he scores 14 points in that third you you just don't have any type of scoring that's going on for you tonight you shoot 12 less attempts than you did the other night. Um, I mean, there, there just wasn't wasn't a whole lot going, as we know. You also shoot 38 threes. 38 threes is a lot for this team, especially the team that wasn't hitting their threes. Settling, just getting complacent, trying to make... Paolo had a shot tonight where I don't remember the score. I remember it was pivotal, though. It's coming down the stretch of the game, and the Magic get an offensive rebound. They kick it out to Palo, and Palo just shoots it. It's like the shot clock reset. You've got some time. You don't need it's a, it's that goes back to the whole thing that I think I've mentioned quite a few times is you don't want to take one shot to make up for the deficit. Like you don't want to have one shot try to change the whole game. And I just felt like that's what Palo was doing at that point, and I feel like that's probably a good representation of the rest of the team too down the stretch just oh this one shot will get us back in the game this big three or whatever it might be but then you had Markel Fultz who you come back down the court Paolo has the ball and Markel's kind of trailing and Paolo scoops it to Markel behind fully anticipating I think for Markel to shoot the three but Markel understanding that one shot's not going to get his team back in the game pulls up with an elbow jumper the result of that doesn't matter he didn't make it but the point being 
you need to be aware and be composed down the stretch. And I just feel like this magic team that they weren't tonight when it comes down to it, when it came down to the final, the final stretches of this game, it just wasn't there. They couldn't make shots all night. It was a tough break. I mean, what'd you expect? Did, did you think that we were going to do a uh, Boston 2.0 and win back to back games on home on the other team's home court? It just, it was probably never going to happen, but it was nice to pick up one of them. Yeah, and I think um, that play, Paolo has Gary like at the top of the key, who if he just kind of swings it there, you have Gary for an open three. Rookie mistake, you know, he, he's trying to make a play. I like the fact that he shot it with confidence. Probably could have got a better shot there. I wasn't as mad at that, you know, shot that, as I knew you were. Yeah. Um, just kind of scrambling, you know, catches the ball in rhythm over, you know, James Harden, you know, if he hits that shot, all of a sudden it's a, it's a six point game with a few minutes to go and you're feeling pretty good. So I didn't hate it. Could have got a better shot there, but it it was just, so Gary started the game like three for three from behind the arc. I think we made one three in the second quarter. I think it was Jalen Suggs. You don't make a single three in the third quarter and then you make two in the fourth. So six for the entire game. Again, it was six for 38 or six for 39 just under 16%. Like that in in no reality is that going to get it done. The fact that the Magic shot the ball that poorly and we're still in this game speaks volumes to the way that they defended tonight, speaks volumes to the way that they competed tonight. The cliche, you know, it's a make or miss league. Tonight, that was very much the case. I think the Magic, um, and you could kind of get that vibe in their post-game sentiments, Jamal Mosley, Wendell Carter Jr., Markel Fultz, like, they were pretty pleased with the way that they played overall. Just the ball did not go in the basket tonight. And if I had to guess, I, I can't remember a, a worse shooting performance for the Magic this year. Um, you know, I, I think it was 37% from the floor, 15% from the three-point line. Definitely the worst shooting performance from behind the arc this season. I, I don't recall a shooting worse than that. This is going to happen, you know, one or tw- once or, or twice a year. Um, but you know, you're in the playoff hunt. You you need to pick up these, you know, wins when you have a chance against a, a title contender, especially, you know, a contender in the, in the Eastern Conference on the road, uh, you know, striking distance going into the fourth quarter. You know, good teams find a way to win those games, you know, especially if, if they do want to have any kind of postseason life, whether that just be, you know, making the play in or, or winning the play in and, and making the post, the, the actual postseason. Um, so, yeah, it's frustrating in that regard, but. Uh, you know, I felt like uh, even a few weeks ago, this is a game where the Magic could have let go of the rope, you know, not shooting the ball. And, you know, they were in a in a flow there for uh, quite a while where they were letting the offense dictate the defense. And it's got to be super frustrating to have good looks and shoot the ball that poorly. But credit to the Magic, you know, they dug their heels in defensively, especially my boy Jalen Suggs. Uh, great defensive performance tonight by the Magic. You just couldn't buy a bucket. And, uh, Honestly, this is going to sound weird, but I'm I'm okay with that. Like, if that's how the Magic are going to lose games, that's that's a loss that I can deal with. We went into this season saying this team is not going to be an offensive juggernaut. You can tell by looking at their you know 111.3 offensive rating, 25th in the league. They're one of the worst offensive teams in the league. Uh, but especially with a healthy roster, this team should be no lower than a you know a, a 10th in the league in terms of defensive rating. And tonight, uh, the other night against uh, Philadelphia as well, Monday night, both encouraging defensive performances. The Magic just have to continue to string those together. And I really believe 
Uh, Jamal Mosley talks about this after every single game. If they hang their hat on the defensive end of the floor, this team is going to have a chance at the play-in come the last couple weeks of the season. And you make the play-in, you don't make the play-in. To me, especially the way this team started the year, if you are in the play-in conversation the last two, three weeks of the season, that is a massive success in my eyes. Yeah, for sure. You, you've got to. And I, I mean, now that the Magic have lost this game tonight, Jonathan, just to kind of zoom out a little bit and look at your your road home records, the Magic at one point obviously were 1-11. Um, it's still not great. It's 7-19. and, and 19 right now on the road the magic are 13 and 13 at home so i'm looking obviously to this minnesota game you're hoping you can get a win in minnesota um you're hoping you can definitely get a win in charlotte on sunday and then you're back home for tough matchups but you're at home nonetheless knicks nuggets heat we've seen what this team can put together at home and those stretches against competitive teams really good teams I'm I'm hoping we can see the magic swing a, a good showing in in all of these games and and at least keep them all close and and get more wins than losses. I we'll see. This uh end of the season is is going to be stressful, but I have to keep reminding myself that I would have given anything for this time last year to be playing in games and only be four games out of the plan. So, we'll we'll see what they can do. I I I think that you know, they've like you said they could have a run in them. It just takes one six-game win streak, just like earlier in the season, to really turn your season around and continue to make up ground. We'll see. I talked about it on the episode with Kevin Jonathan, but just saying, at this point, I'm going with the viewpoint that the Magic aren't making the playoffs, and I'm open to being surprised. That's what my hope is. We'll see what this team can put together, but I, I, I'm still in the back of my mind hoping they can they can at least string together one last impressive win streak. Yeah, all I ask is just be in the conversation at the end of the year. I, I'm going into it with zero expectations yeah. um, other than I expect them to be within striking distance the last couple of weeks of the year. Like after mm-hmm. that, like all bets are off. You're playing with house money for this you know, young roster you know, to be playing meaningful games into the last couple of weeks of March and into you know the, the first week and a half uh, of April will be huge for them in the long run. I think that's a really good segue into our segment looking ahead so uh, the rest of the week here the magic are going to play minnesota on friday at eight o'clock and then an early one on sunday you've got a one o'clock tip in charlotte against the hornets luke Uh, i know we didn't really do our uh, beginning of the week prediction as i missed the last episode um what do you think happens here friday and sunday um i'm honestly trying to remember what i said on sunday i know i said that we would lose both games in Philly I believe I said we would beat Charlotte so I I said that we would lose to the T-Wolves on Friday and then you beat Charlotte on Sunday and listeners YouTube correct me if I'm wrong if I don't am not remembering correctly but I'm pretty positive that's what I said so you lose to the T-Wolves you beat Charlotte yeah uh, T-Wolves winners of four of their last five Wins over New Orleans, Memphis, Sacramento. They had an overtime loss to Sacramento as well. Um, and then tonight, uh, we were just talking about this a few minutes ago, but they had an overtime win over the Golden State Warriors. So 
Uh, you know, the Magic are, are going to travel there, just kind of hang out in Minnesota on Thursday. Jalen Suggs will be back in his home environment. I'm going to go 2-0. I need a, I need some positivity to, to end the week here. Wins over uh, Minnesota. And then to me, Charlotte is a, is, a, is a team that you need to beat. You know, if, if this team is going to have those kinds of, you know, postseason aspirations, Charlotte is a team that has struggled all season long. Um, a team that, you know, the Magic have had kind of uh, mixed success against this year. Just kind of looking at their most recent stretch here. Uh, winners of two of their last three uh, wins over Chicago and Miami, both at home, and then a road loss to Milwaukee. Uh, they've got a back-to-back Thursday and Friday at Chicago, at Detroit. They'll come home, rest for one day against the Magic, and then play the Magic on Sunday. And that's going to be kind of a, a early turnaround uh, for both teams again with that one o'clock tip, but, um, Charlotte, just not a good team this year. You know, they're 15 and 37 on the year. That is a, a game in my opinion that the magic have to have if, if they're serious about, you know, talking, I mean, Paolo Bancaro was just on NBA today, a couple of days ago, talking to Malik Andrews about, you know, we feel like, you know, we can, we can be one of those teams to, to make some noise and, uh, just put your money where your mouth is just win the games that you should. Um, and win some games that maybe you shouldn't if you're really serious. And I believe this team is, um, you know, we've talked about, you know, the, the five and 20 start, um, and what are they since then? You know, 15 and 15 and 12, 15 and it's 15 and 12. It is confirmed. It's gotta be, I'm not a math wizard, not a mathematician, but, uh, you know, since starting the year, just as bad as possible, the magic have been a above 500 team. So, Let's keep that going the rest of the way here. You've got 30 games left. So, I mean, if you're just slightly above 500, so maybe you go 17 and 13 the rest of the way here, and then that would put you at 37 37 and 55. Is that correct? That adds to 82. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. 37. I'll take 37 and, and 55 all day. If the Magic keep up, you know that that pace for the rest of the year here, looking at win percentage, I don't know if that exactly comes out to seven and thirteen oh, the rest of the way. That's ninety two games. That's ninety two. <laughs> yeah. So what are we looking at here? So we've got thirty games left. Seventeen, yeah. <laughs> and if you go and seventeen 13. and thirteen, okay. So that would be thirty seven and forty two. There we go. Which I'm still good with that. Like I said, you have to be. I, I preface this at the beginning of the episode. I'm never good at math, first of all, but I knew I was going to mess something up, and there it is. But, I mean, Vegas, I, you should have gave your boys a call before making that 26.5 over bet. Like, I could have told you that, like, that's why I put 100 bucks on it. I knew there was no way that that was not going to happen. Um, you know, within the next week, the Magic are going to exceed their last season's win total. 37 so. and 45, by the way, is what it would be, not 37 and 42, which I think is what you said. But Whatever. anyway, Still, I, I want to add I want to add one I'm more good thing. With that. Of course, I want to add one more thing. I People are add, sitting in their cars, like doing the math in their head and be like, these guys are freaking idiots. Yeah, yeah, they're like, I wonder if they're going to crack themselves from saying 37 and 42. Well, we did 37 and 45. Anyway, I was just going to add I'm looking at tankathon for the sake of seeing where chicago oh, is. oh please don't it's the too eight, early for a tankathon man 
I know I'm just looking I'm not even saying I'm not hitting the send button I'm looking to see where we're at right obviously with the fifth worst record we're at number five right now but regardless Chicago is seventh worst in the league right now so it brings just joy to my heart to see Chicago and then the arrow and the Orlando uh, logo for number seven it's also going to be very stressful oh my gosh if they are at seven because obviously we're wanting them to have a fifth pick or worse for it to convey to us. It's going to be stressful. We'll see where the magic end up. But the, but I think this is the best of both worlds right now. The fact that we're able to kind of compete near the end of the season. But if we don't make the plan, we're still going to be one of the worst teams. And so we're still going to be able to you know look forward to the lottery, stress about the lottery, and then talk about two, hopefully, two two potential top 10 draft picks i don't know man it's uh there's a lot to be excited about we'll see we we'd have to run it back we'd have to run the watch party back especially if the bulls don't improve like it feels like either way but that would definitely make it like such a juicy night like to end up with like i don't want to say it but to end up with one and seven would be absolutely insane well because where you're at right now you've got a uh 10 per 10 and a half percent chance of number one those top three teams only have a 14 percent chance we are practically lottery masters at this point we know how these odds work yeah and there isn't that much of a difference between having like the fifth worst record in the league and then those top three tied for you know basically best odds so It's a percentages game. We've we've become well accustomed. But all that to say, I'm just glad that we're playing these meaningful games. And we also have something to look forward to still when it comes to the draft this year. If the Magic stay competitive, again, like just be three or four games, you know, within that playing spot, like the last three weeks of the season, even if you really probably don't have a chance, you could be in the locker room, like convincing yourselves like, oh, no, like we. Like if we win, you know, seven out of our yeah, last nine, yeah. you know, we can, you know, we'll have a real chance at, at, at this. Like if you can just convince yourself of that. And then even if you don't make it, like from a fan perspective, you're like, all right, well, we've got a 10% chance exactly. at That's securing the number one overall pick. Like just be competitive the last three weeks of the season and everything else after that is just a bonus. Because if you don't make it, you'll have good lottery odds. If you do make it, it's a massive successful regular season for the magic especially after with after the way they started for sure so um but folks just to remind you once again before we go ahead and sign off here first of all um we didn't get a win on wednesday but hopefully on tuesday you enjoyed 50 percent off your online order from papa john's remember after every magic victory the very next day you get 50 percent off your online order from papa john's with code magic win make sure you get that victory pizza and then coming up on friday uh, at 7.30 at Saddle Up at 100 North Orange Avenue. We're partnering with the Orlando Magic and Michelob Ultra for another watch party. Make sure that you guys come out for that. And then March 3rd at 6.30 when the Magic take on the Charlotte Hornets. We'll be at Burton's at 801 East Washington Street in Orlando for another watch party. Make sure you mark calendars for both of those. The more you guys come out to these watch parties, the more likely it will be that we can do more of these. So... Um, looking forward to everybody coming out and everybody having a, a great time. Um, but Luke, 
Any uh, final thoughts before we go ahead and sign off here? No, I think uh, I think that's it. And then remember, uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock on TNT, the NBA All-Star Reserves will be announced. And, uh, yeah, it would be awesome to see one of our guys make the All-Star team. I'm not counting on it. I would be... I would I will be shocked if one of our guys gets voted as a reserve. Um, but then even if they don't, you know, just keep your eye on those players that are in the All-Star game. Seems like every year there's a couple of guys that don't end up playing in the All-Star game and other guys will be kind of voted in. So, um, but that's going to do it for us for this episode for Luke Sylvia. This has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the 6 Man show and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sixth Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Red!